Welcome back to our 21 days of prayer. As we dive into this week, I'm excited to continue our series with some ideas regarding hurry. Uh, This has actually been a huge theme for me over the past year and has been something I have really been trying to get a grasp on personally in my own life. I read a book last year about hurry and I'm still processing a question that I read in that book. And the question was, what makes a life? So we live pretty busy lives, but they're pretty monotonous when we really sit back to think about it. We put our feet to the floor most mornings and we fumble our way into hour after hour and thing to thing um, and just through tasks over and over again every day. We're usually off in a hurry to the next thing while remembering the three things we meant to do before the last, last thing we did. And it just repeats and repeats. And then we wonder by the end of the week what we actually even did and why we're so drained and tired. Sadly, sometimes we can even wear busyness around like a badge of honor, and we're often too afraid to silence our lives because of the many strings we've tied to being too connected to every single thing. So this past weekend, I ended up with a canceled plan in the already too crammed schedule, and immediately I wondered what other dinner invite or event could be plugged in that I'd been putting off. And a few minutes later, I realized how ridiculous it was, and I became sadly aware of how I've wired myself to think. It's become instinct for us, this hurried way of life, and it's eating up the peace and margin that we are meant to have. In a moment of quiet recently, I felt the Lord nudge my heart on this idea yet again. The idea of calendars and tasks and this plug and play type of living. That same question, what makes a life pop up? The message version of Matthew 11, 28 through 30 says, Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. The part of that verse, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I really love that line. Recover your life in the NIV is you'll find rest for your souls. The word rest here means cessation from any motion, quitting movement, a time to sit and be. This type of rest isn't the pillow and comfy blanket kind of rest. And while I'm the first to love that kind of rest also, this is biblical rest. And time with our creator becomes a balm for our frayed nerves, comfort for our weary eyes and anxious hearts. There is no replacement for time under his care for moments in his presence. And that is why our hearts and minds become out of whack without it. We weren't meant for a hurried life untethered from the one who actually made us. I am a very task-driven person, so... To accommodate my scheduled wiring, I've actually put time on my calendar over the past few months for midday quiet time with the Lord. That can sound pretty overachieving, but honestly, it seems semi-selfish when I get down to it because I have to have some midday checkpoints. Sometimes the time doesn't always map out like I've planned, but when it does, my compasses reset and the realization soaks in that the world is completely okay without my doing in it for a minute. Because I like tangible ways to incorporate these things into my life, I'm hoping to throw out a few ideas that may help take this from want to make changes to actually being able to make changes with hurry. The first thing is to create margin. I walked out of the door to the gym one morning and the Lord kindly reminded me that I was prioritizing my discipline of weightlifting over my communion with him. What is the better investment? Without margin, we can make the wrong choices so much more easily. And without margin, we end up showing more frustration to others, stress seeps in, and extra anxiety can also tend to take over. We have to reduce the yeses in our lives, which is really hard to do. But just because we can do it doesn't mean that we should do it. The other point is getting to know the God way of living. He leads us beside still waters, and he is not a hurried God. 
He shows us the steady way, and we can't know him without spending time in his word and learning who he is. And the last point that I really took away from this idea with hurry is to let God do the heavy lifting. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. And if we are run down and burdened, we have to reevaluate if we are walking with God or if we're just trying to run ahead of him. So back to the question of what makes a life. Well, I'm still discovering that for myself and what the Lord wants to teach me on this. But so far I'm learning that it is time to start living life instead of just skimming it across the surface in a hurry. To eliminate the partial attention to everything and to give my full attention to the God things, the important ones that are worth the investment. As we continue into these days of praying and reflecting on what the Lord wants to teach us, it's going to be incredibly easy to be busy and to be the Martha, the one who does and does and does and misses the whole point of it all. So I pray the Lord would seal these ideas to our hearts as we navigate this new year and take steps towards a steady pace, towards a pace of walking with God and waking each day to ask him how we can walk the steady path instead of the frantic one. I know he'll show us the way.
Thank you for being with us again today. We hope that you'll continue to be able to stick with us and we will see you here tomorrow.